I thought you saw me jump <laughs> You are, aren't I just you? ran up some stairs. <laughs> I just ran up some stairs. I ran up nine stairs and... Nine stairs or nine steps? I ran up nine stairs. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you know what is interesting? Stairs inside, steps outside. You ever thought that about that? Um, not until this point, but mm-hmm. you're, Mind you're blown. writing. Big Mind blown. Do you know what, episode three? Just imagine stairs. I said, walking up the stairs in your front garden. You'd be like, what are you talking about, you complete crazy man there's no carpet on those i'd be like god they're mad fancy with stairs in their garden exactly what have you got a, a shag pile rug in yeah. your garden yeah stairs botanical garden stairs inside steps outside it's the wild west all bets are off in case you didn't know there's a little pandemic that's going on all around us whilst this overshadows most conversations and media channels everyday life is still happening babies are being born businesses are functioning people are breaking up Life continues, business as usual, as you were. Whilst the only certainty is uncertainty and interactions with other people now sacred and scarce, this has forged the way for more genuine, authentic and honest conversations. Maybe people are now recognising what really matters or really seeing life as a gift. Over the next six episodes, we're going to be talking dating, mating and breaking up all in isolation, attempting to work from home, preserving your mental health and maybe just the good that can come from this. Okay, shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big deep breath. Good evening. Good evening. We meet again. Yeah, we're here again. We find ourselves. Woo! Matthew with a martini, me with a chardonnay. Oh yeah. Round two. Round two. Ding-ding. Round two makes it sound like a, a, a boxing match. You've already introed it to the audience. They've already heard it. Why don't you introduce it to me? Tell me what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about the working world. Um, so we introduced it on the first episode, but life happening alongside. Uh, this pandemic mm-hmm. and the big one that we're talking about is is work and jobs and adjusting to life outside of the office okay and with that kind of stepping back to the series really quickly so again I'm learning about this in real time as are the audience but this is about us exploring life happening around the pandemic but this is working from home is a direct product of the pandemic Mm-hmm. unlike relationships which continue either way unlike um uh, uh, i don't know babies being born or something something this is direct this subject matter is a direct result of the pandemic yeah it, absolutely and it's yeah uh, you're totally right it's ha- having to happen mm. um and you know working from home is not a new concept but lots of companies and businesses um are, you know are not a okay with it happening mm. but it's having to happen and so why is it so interesting to you is it because it's um, happening to you it's yes it's happening to me and i think it's happening to you um because we're not, <laughs> I'm not key working workers. from home we're i'm literally. twerking from home <laughs> i'm drinking from home mm-hmm. um i think it's because uh yeah it's happening to everyone that i'm speaking to mm. um other than key workers which are 
of my friends kind of few and far between mm-hmm. but um yeah companies are having to to adjust and it's just interesting to see how that's unfolding and how people are, are adapting to it and how open they are because it's something that um I, for one, have always wanted. I've been like, this is a dream, you know, like you get up, you can have the same routine, but you're working from home. But actually it's been a real adjustment and I'm I'm not, you know, entirely enjoying it. So it's, I think it's an interesting conversation. You're not enjoying working from home? No, not at all. I mean, I, I touched on it in the first episode, but I've been furloughed from this week. But up until that point, I was working from home you know all my meetings were virtual meetings having client conversations having conversations with my team was happening over Microsoft Teams or Zoom or whatever and I really struggled I'm, I am I really struggled with it I didn't enjoy it at mm. all I really missed the interaction of being in the office the, and yeah, the human interaction yeah I, I've, I've struggled to adapt the world in work the work the working world is currently working from home Mm-hmm. Um, we can't we can't we can't move from um, television broadcasts or conference calls with children in the back of the uh, I've learned more about my colleagues based on their the the, the, the kitchen settings that I see themselves so, that I see them in mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting and it I guess is it's it's our norm at the moment it's 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 well it's kind of forced us to humanize who we work with you know um lots of people have a kind of work persona and then an out of work persona and yeah. the, the lines massively being merged um and obviously there's there's big things like you know uh, people's children popping up in calls and being like hey um but also just the fact that somebody sat in their kitchen or their living room yeah. or uh even their their bedroom and you know some people you have a call and it just catch your guard and you'll be like fuck i'm led in bed like you, the, like the line is being merged slightly and lots of people uh, most people who i know don't live in houses where they have kind of a setup which is like a home office so yeah. their personal space and their workspace are the same space if you could have a big global um uh, efficiency meter um imagine this like a big so like on blue peter when they used to have those yeah i was just thinking yeah, that those, those, you raised the thermometers yeah. uh for for making paper hats or something or whatever mm-hmm. the BBC were pimping out at that time. Um, if there was a global efficiency meter for January versus the global efficiency meter for today, do you think that we are, do you think there's a massive disparity? Do you think we're sh- loads less um, uh, uh, productive or efficient in what we do at the moment? Interestingly, I think we're more efficient. I think, uh, and I I say this purely based on my own opinion, is that people are enjoying it less. So I think that uh, to the point about having to share your personal space and your workspace, even in the same physical space, it's so hard to, you know, divide the two that you end up working later than you would or earlier than you would Mm. or longer than you would and you feel this obligation to respond more quickly to prove that you're working. Yeah. Um, so do you think people? Whereas, are, so you think? Sorry, you think people are working harder and, and more? Yeah, I do. I really do, and I think that people are, you know, ch- checking in more with their bosses or their colleagues to be like, "Oh no, I'm on it. I'm on it," mm. because you don't want to be seen to be 
um, you know, in your pants watching Netflix. Mm. So I think that in terms of efficiency, the trajectory would be up. In terms of enjoying it, the, again, from personal experience, it would be lower. I think you just mm. suddenly are like, I can't differentiate between, you know, half past five kicking in and being like, let's go to the pub for a pint. Yeah. Or whatever. And, and I know that obviously, um, based on the job that I do, and I think that you do as well, is that you are slightly always on and you will respond to an, a, an email after hours mm. or at the weekend. But it's that's heightened working from home all the time. Well, we, where, where we are now. I think yeah. that's absolutely the case. I mean, everything from... Um, in my company, we are leaning in hard on things like communicate, like um, conversation apps. So we have Microsoft Teams, for example, and it's one of many of those kind of platforms. And there is this kind of "hello, I'm here" that has to happen every morning because you can't yeah. physically see the person. I'd walk across the office and I'd go, "Jill's in, Jane's in, Shantiqua is here. Um, she's obviously been working late or something." um i don't know what that was um and um yeah but you you'd be physically able to by being physically in the office you're able to um establish a certain level of input that someone has already provided you're present aren't you exactly physically present whereas yeah. now you have to say things like morning over a, a chat group which is really strange me and my team do it and someone at 8 42 will go morning and someone at 8 55 and then someone who does it at 904 and you're like Ooh, yeah someone started late even though we're all just sitting in our houses and it's kind of time is almost irrelevant. Yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that actually, again, talking specifically about my team, my team are working really, really hard. Like, and that's not surprising. It's not, I'm not, I'm not being noble. I'm kind of going, um, I was really scared as a manager that we would reduce in our efficiency and actually again this 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 need to prove how hard we're all working everyone's emailing all the time or everyone's talking the whole time or everyone seems to be starting earlier everyone seems to be maybe it's because they don't have to travel in maybe that's what it is yeah. is that you save 45 minutes getting in so getting ahead of the conversation is you still get an extra half hour in bed but um but yeah it seems like everyone's everyone's it's it's surprising to me because I naturally assumed that when people, when when the whole country worked from home, there would be a drop in efficiency, and I think strangely that, as you say, either we're all kind of doing the same thing, and actually mm -hmm. location and geography doesn't decide how driven you are as a person. If you're a lazy person who will always find an opportunity to not work, then I don't think, I don't think being at home is any different to you being in the office. People make themselves look busy the whole time in offices. Um, and I think if you're a driven person who wants to do stuff and make waves and get places, then in the same way, um, just because you are sitting in your spare bedroom, nothing's going to stop you mm -hmm. from being proact from being productive. So, uh, I, yeah, I, again, you didn't ask it, but if I was asking that question back to myself, I, I think I'd probably, I think we're probably pretty much the same, if not in these early days, a little bit more efficient a little bit harder working a little bit more yeah driven. and I think there's a couple of things that are driving that one is obviously like you say when I mean typically when I've worked from home in the past it's been the um against the norm mm. and it'd just be a one-off so it'd be like just an afternoon or just a morning or whatever you check in a couple of times it'd be totally fine because the next day you'd be in the office and you think oh I'll, I'll come in a bit earlier because obviously I was working from home yesterday or whatever yeah um when it's all the time 
you suddenly are like, oh shit, I need to like check in, make sure that team are doing okay, make sure that you know I, I've done what I said I'm going to do. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's it's just interesting the response that people have had, and it, it's. And why is this important to you? Um, why do you care? Which about which bit? About about the you, you about that you've named a whole episode. Um, uh, working from home or twerking from home or lurking from home, which is it's working. Is it twerking? Stop trying to make lurking happen. I'm lurking from home. I mean, <laughs> you should see lurking me. Lurking sounds creepy. I stare down. I I live in one of these. Um, you've obviously been to my house, but I live in one of these 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 kind of alleyway facing. Uh, oh, stop uh, it! You call it a muse all the time. Go on. I just want to make it sound cool and like my new friends, right? <laughs> um, uh, it's amused. Of course it's amused, darling. Yeah, of course it's amused. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it feels like an alleyway. I mean, I, I see a lot of crack being sold and distributed and <laughs> smoked. One day I was actually, joke, joke, jokes aside, one day um, uh, about six months ago, I was working from home in one of the kind of warmer months and I had those kind of skylight windows open that, that face out. And so um, I started to, I could hear this, banter and this chatter and this and you get so used to it that you don't even don't even kind of um uh, consider it and then i started and i had smelled some smells and i was like, smoking some weeds i was smoking some fags was a petrol engine or whatever you call it and then i started to get really woozy and i was like this is this what is that smell and this feels different i stuck my head out the window from my first floor down to the uh down to the next the ground floor and there was someone smoking a um crack pipe it looked like um an orangina bottle. Do you remember orangina bottles? You're probably yeah. too young, but those glass bottles. And um, and they were smoking an orangina bottle out of the window, and it became quite apparent they were smoking crack. And I had been merrily emailing Karen at the accounts team of some kind of B two B agency. <laughs> Lots of love, Matthew. Exactly. XOXO. Hashtag hashtag. Has anyone got any sugar? Because they like sugar crackheads. They get a massive sugar deficiency. Um. And yeah, and so so yeah. As much as I call it a muse or call it an alleyway, and you know, kind of in a reverent and trying to hipster cool way, it is all just a bit grimy. And um, I've become really nosy. That's the worst thing about it. I now am a lurker. I now can look down the street when my neighbours get parcels. I'm like, oh, two in a day, Jill. Okay, babe. What do you mean? <laughs> stop saying Jill. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I can't stop um, thinking about your mum. Um, because you were a lurker. Because I was lurking. I was straight up lurking. Yeah, and I've just and been so- straight up twerking. And you'd be straight up twerking in the garage. <laughs> Big time. You, you and your mum. Yep. You know it. But yeah, and uh, to your point about why is this interesting, I think it's interesting because obviously this has been a huge change for companies and brands and employees um, that we're all working from home and it's, it's working efficiently. We might not be enjoy, enjoying it, but business is working as usual. And I just wondered to what extent it will remain post-pandemic and what like to you know how much how much of what we can do can be done at home do you think that well this is a question you were asking do you think there is a change do you think that do you think that in a year's time my mum rang me up and she's um, an older lady and is worried about um uh, about everything and her health and rightly so and all these kind of things and um what was interesting was she was kind of worked up around this like is life ever going to be the same again and mm-hmm. i think it will be is is my is my my true answer i think in a year's time we will have not forgotten this but we'll be so over it like this idea that we're still going to be in the midst of this if you think that we've only been knee deep in this like life has only really changed in the last what six weeks mm-hmm. there are 52 of these bad boys in every year weeks i mean 
Um, then the, not pandemics, not pandemics, <laughs> or, or, or bad boys. It's like, what, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, um, sounds like a film I saw on the internet. No, but there's just, there's a lot of time between now and this time next year, and I actually I genuinely think, and hopefully, um, uh, this will kind of act as a, a, a stake in the ground, and actually we'll look back and go, God, was how wrong was he? Or he called that because actually I think that in a year's time I think businesses will largely have gone back to what they were and I think that I think we will have changed in the way in which we think about this obsession with the office but there, there was there was a real part of me that was like it's true man it's like so weird that we're obsessed with being next to each other and I work in one of these really I'm really fortunate to work in one of these really cool companies that recognizes the importance of of, of of property of real estate actual real estate not not metaphorical real estate and so yeah working in my office is really cool like really like you go in and there is a part of me that goes in with this pride and i walk into this building and i meet a bunch of people who are like-minded who are driven who want to do stuff and we're doing stuff that's really interesting but a lot of money and time and investment is getting spent on people just getting across the city to sit in a room and do the exact same thing that they could have done at home but it's interesting what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying. But you um, and if I was a, if I was a bit not not entirely, um, if I was a business owner, I I would think it's all about efficiencies, you know, driving efficiencies. But when I think of the vast majority of my friends that I know, very very few actually enjoy what they do in terms of the output of their work, and and whatever whatever they're working in you know recruitment or marketing or um wh- whatever it is so and we spend five days out of seven which is, in itself is an unhealthy ratio mm. at that job mm. and lots of people just say and, and i agree to a certain extent i just love who i work with and i love going into work and being like you know chatting to the team or whatever it is and even if you know, shit's hitting the fan on a project or you're working on something that's particularly dry yeah. or or business is slow and you, it just feels like an absolute grind every day. You can look across the desk and be like, oh, fuck, like to your team. And like, there's something to be said about that. You go to work to do your job and yes, you should enjoy it. You should enjoy the output. But whether you enjoy the process, I'm not so, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not overly obsessed. Because work is by its nature, it's work. It's it's hard work. It's graft. It's it's getting it done. And if you're not enjoying the output, then I'd argue you're in the wrong position. If you don't enjoy the day to day or the 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 nuts and bolts, the the meat and veg, I don't really care. Get it done. Make it happen. There he is. Um, no, it's interesting, uh, and I actually think it's quite interesting. We have slightly conflicting views on it. I'll tell you what is interesting. Uh, we touched on it a little bit at, right at the beginning is that um, you see a more kind of human side of your colleagues. So you're in their kitchen yeah. or you meet their Labrador or their daughter or whatever it is and, and you suddenly be, you're in their world a little bit. Surely that opens the conversation to just being a, a bit more candid, even if it's just about work. Mm. So you know you and i colleagues and we're 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 on a conference call about a project and your daughter pops up or mm. whatever uh, and then we're on a on a client call or surely you're just a little bit more in tune with each other yeah, a little bit and, more it, it, and it's a bit more conducive or... to like better work or even with colleagues so 
uh, sorry, not colleagues, with clients, I had conversations obviously where they're also isolating. Yeah. And it'd be like, oh, like, the conversation would just be like, how are you? Yeah. And it'd be like, do you know what? I'm really struggling and um, I'm cooking way more. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Like, like share some recipes or whatever. Yeah. And actually, that's a really interesting concept is that it's less about, because uh, I work in client servicing. And it's less about client servicing and the client. It would just be like, do you know what? Are you all right? Yeah. And actually, it opens a, a you know a better conversation. Well, I think do you know what I think for me it kind of comes across as is there is a weird amount of kind of pretending that we do, and I'm not to say that I pretend to be the grown up that I am, but this kind of weird sense of we ask, you know, when someone says to you, "How was your weekend?" And when someone asks you how their weekend was in a work capacity, they're not really asking about your weekend. They're just asking. They're just wanting to show some compassion or show some care. And, so, and, and maybe that's mm-hmm. me, but we're just thinking. So goes, how was your weekend? And it doesn't really matter what I say over the next two minutes or 30 seconds. Um, we're all going to get back on with our day. Whereas now there is this really interesting sense of genuine interest how are you getting on you're right yeah is it cool yeah it's weird huh yeah cool oh you're cooking this is great like we're i feel like i'm interacting with people clients and colleagues in a way that i've never done before and yeah. i've had such lovely interactions where i had a, com- a meeting a few days ago where a man was trying to stir some soup while holding a two-year-old and talking to me about a medical uh, uh psychop- psychotherapy podcast and i was just a bit like and i was sitting there and we and he was on video. He wasn't just it wasn't just a call. He was on video delivering all of this information. And I just thought to myself, Do you know what, mate? I've got a lot of respect for I I, I enjoy you as a person. Because strangely we we hide that a lot. We go into work and we dress a certain way and we 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 don't get too drunk at work events or do you know what I mean? There's a certain pretense we put on because we're being Massively. professional. And actually being professional or being unprofessional strangely can Make you but I don't think they're and I don't think they're mutually ex- exclusive as in like professional unprofessional because I work um and uh, correct me if I'm wrong you do as well mm. in like the really b2b corporate world mm. where obviously it's quite kind of like you know stoic and like uh, you know you're in a meeting and it'd be like agenda item one and you know very kind of formal mm. whereas I'm ha- I had conversations before I got furloughed with clients where it'd be like uh, I'm really sorry. Like that's my daughter uh, practicing her piano yeah. and or whatever. And then then you'd go off on a tangent. You'd be like, "How are you?" And you know, I'd be like, "I'm staying with my sister," and I'm just sort of you know on a, on a camp bed or whatever it is. And I I don't think I don't think it's bad to obviously not all the time. And that's kind of it harks back to that question of how permanent is this? Mm-hmm. Actually, I've really enjoyed the conversations that I've had and so. In terms of my company, it's just about much more linear. Yeah. Whether you're talking to a managing partner or somebody on your team, where you can just be like, "Oh man, like I'm really struggling today," or they they say, "I'm really struggling today," and it's much more open. And I don't I don't think that's bad. I just wonder how much of that will be taken forward. But it also it is strange when we pretend that there is that that no emotion is the right emotion. And so I yeah. think six months ago, I'd get on a call and I'd go, hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, wicked. Wicked. Yeah, having a good time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Let's get on with the meeting. Whereas now we're going, how are you? 
and mm. memeing it. Do you know what? I think I'm embracing it. Like a bit like when my daughter walks into the back of shop on a conference call uh, and someone goes, why is there a kid in the back of that shop? We've all kind of come to terms with this and this standard procedure now. Like this, this man doesn't look like he's shaved. Why does he look like? I mean, I put, I put a jumper on in, in, in all honesty. If I have a conference call with a, we've got a rule in my house, which is called it, my daughter knows who seven knows internal or external. Internal means you can walk around in the back of shop. If you want to stick your head in and wave and say hello, that's fine. And then external is, this is a client. Uh, you can't get involved. If you're on fire, then yes, we can talk. But apart from that, don't get involved. And she'll know. Yeah. Apart from that, just take She'll know because I'll go downstairs with my <laughs> jumper on so that I'm not wearing a short sleeve shirt with my tattoo showing, for example. Because... And she said to me, she was like, why do you cover up your tattoos? And I said, well, it's not really professional. And she was like, but you have tattoos. You know what I mean? I mean? It's all kind of thing. But there is definitely a behavior change depending on who it is. But there's also this really lovely thing where my daughter has been, fe- my daughter features herself on every conference call I'm on now. More so just because she wants to establish, because she's seven, she wants to establish that it would be weird if she pretended she wasn't there. All she does, <laughs> and fair play to her, she just leans in. She leans in. She looks at the screen. She finds herself on the screen. She judges. <laughs> she, she judges a couple of people on the screen. Someone raises an eyebrow and goes hello and waves. She waves and then she does this thing where she just leans back. She doesn't lean out of shot. She just leans back to show that she is no longer interested. And she just has to all of this, yeah. Because she's a, because up until this point, a video call was something that people did in a social sense. She's never seen me video call because I would because I never because I never had to be a parent and a colleague at the same time. She thought working from home was just that she doesn't have to go to work. She was like, yeah. this is dope. Like, Which this... is what you thought, right? Yeah, hugely. I, <laughs> when people would bring me up and like, Matthew, have you got that report? I'd be like, dude, I'm sitting on the sofa right now and I'm chilling out and I've got no underwear on. And someone would be like, yeah, cool, it's Tuesday, 11am. I'm like... I'm smoking crack on the muse <laughs> and I'm having a good time. <laughs> I see where you're coming from. Give me a minute, I'll get that report. Uh, but yeah, no, but I think that was it. And in the same way, I mean, offering a child as a as a rudimentary example or kind of um, analogy, um, I think that there was this real sign of surprise because even when you work from home, as you said before, when you were spending four days in the office and you might work from home one day, there was still a kind of, I'm working from home because I'm going to behave differently. So that might be, I used to work at home because I used to go, uh, I need to get this report out. I need to, I need, I, you know, I need six hours where I can just focus. And so I'm going to work from home so that people don't walk up to my desk and say, Matthew, have you seen this episode of whatever? Or Matthew, can you tell us about this thing? And so I used to work from home when I needed to really bang something out. Or I worked from home when I had four other things I needed to do. Yeah. That revolved around deliveries or washing machine fixes. And so I was understanding that by working from home, I might be distracted today. Whereas yeah. now, as you said, working from home is Everything you have to be in the office. If you you got your hangover, you got a hangover. You got to work from home and do a hangover. If you are you didn't sleep last night, you got to do it from your office. If you've got a really busy day with childcare, if you've got no days with childcare, if you have got loads of reports to get out, all of these things have to happen in the working from home environment. And and that's interesting. It's hard. It's challenging. It's 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 a brave new world, man. And I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be the first to admit that I found it. I found it, I found it really hard. Yeah. I think if my pessimistic mind says we will go back to where we are in a year's time, 
my optimistic mind says we will all be a little bit more aware and hopefully we will be more mindful when I don't know Chantel doesn't send you that email back within the time you needed or actually just messed up at her job that we'll be able to stand back and go maybe she's got more going on than I give her credit for this podcast was supposedly about working from home but we've talked about working in general and the human condition um yeah have you done any work I know that okay wait we haven't talked about this you've been furloughed I have so you're not even doing any bloody work well I don't know if you were aware, but I'm actually podcasting. Oh, sorry, right, yeah. (laughs) My bad, my bad. So what is while you've been furloughed, you've become a full-time podcaster. Do you know what? Go on, sorry, what were you going to say? That was it. Have you done any work? Um, Are you working? I'm not currently. It's only been, uh, what, we were bank holiday Monday, so now we're Friday, so it's only been four days. But I have indeed been furloughed. Um, And do you know what's interesting? Obviously, it's happening across the nation. and not just in kind of our realm of work it's just across everything um and I just think it's been interesting the feelings that I felt about it um which are well I spoke to you about it immediately after it happened but I felt this sense of shame and I think it was Mm. misplaced but inherently you're told if you are made even if it's not permanent that you're made redundant it's this feeling of like, oh, fuck. Like, it's like rejection. And it's been interesting. It's been a massive adjustment for me. I've always been employed, um, even throughout university. Basically, from the age of 13, I've been employed. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about that period of told, time, do we, though? Um, NSPCC. RSPCA. <laughs> Down the mines. UNICEF. Um, but yeah, and it's just an interesting feeling. Uh of not being of not being in work and and, uh, and of, also of, because of not having the not having the, the pride the bragging rights that that comes with work yeah and i think it'd be different if i was it obviously wouldn't happen but um if you were furloughed and you you could be out and about doing something but you're just at home you're like shit okay so i'm not i'm not logging on but every day. there is as as much as i fully appreciate there is a um uh, a negative connotation and and the doubt that would come um some of the people i work with are going i'm i'm, I'm i don't want to get furloughed and there was real panic not because of the money strangely because again understanding how this works and depending on the companies you work for um certain companies do this top up thing so actually people are never out of pocket but i would be surprised that even in a secret survey where you where your 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 name wasn't revealed if someone said to you, do you want to be furloughed with full pay or do you want to keep working? The numbers would weigh in front of in way in favour of keeping working because mm-hmm. of the as you say, the 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 feeling, the the the, the momentum that has having work does, um, versus not or seemingly yeah. being feeling redundant, seeing that you could be furloughed. Doctors can't be furloughed. Why? Because they've got so much work on because it doesn't stop. And and it kind of comes down to this need for being or this desire to be um to be needed or useful. So it must be yeah, hard. And we man. Talk, yeah, and we talked about it in the first episode, but it's like that distraction thing. It gives it gives form to your day because it's so so easy. And I'm somebody that get. I mean, you know this, Matthew, because you've uh, woken up alongside me. But I get up early. I don't really sleep very well, Maybe. so I'm up. I like to work out. 
I do like structuring my day and a job does that. You're a driven person. You're a doer. You're a, I don't want life to pass me by and not to achieve achieved something. And that's regardless of whether you're employed, that's regardless of whether you're at work, whether you're in your family garage, it doesn't actually matter. You are the kind of person that is a get up and go kind of person. And doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter where working from home or working from a barge or working from the backseat of a bus. You wouldn't stop operating in that way. And if you do feel, if you are a get up and go kind of person, but do feel like you don't give a damn, then I think it comes back to me that you're not in the right position. You're not in the right yeah. job. Um, and people will make rent, people will make mortgages, people will support their families, people have got to support their own happiness. But in 50 years time, when you ride this all out and you go, wicked, I was the best in selling mechanical car parts uh, across Eastern Europe and go, did you enjoy it? And you go, hell no, I didn't. I made a lot of money, but is that, I don't know, is that good enough, you know? Yeah. When 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 you're standing at the gates of your own judgment in years to come, are you going to be happy with that? Went a bit biblical there, babe. Sorry, roll. Gates of my own um, judgment, though. But I do think on a... Potentially passing note on my side mm-hmm. is that for the people that are struggling working from home, I feel you, I do, and I, I think just be patient with yourselves, and potentially it will evolve and change. And you know, uh, we're locked down now for a further three weeks, but yeah, I think continue being open because I'm a huge advocate for that. I am, and I agree with all of those things. Of course, I'd be, I'd be insane not to i think my my count or my kind of alternative theory to that is if you're uninterested sitting at home working from home it's because you're uninterested it's not to do with the work it's not to do with the fact that you're sitting in your living room do it um and if you are in that situation and and you are furloughed or you're not furloughed and you're trying to get through then continue to get through but be truthful to yourself, you know, and maybe you take this period of time, maybe you take this extended level of leave um, to take stock, to write some notes, to think about what you want to be so that when you come out of this situation, we've been given a gift in this weird, weird, weird time. We've been given a gift, which is more time to sit back and reflect. If nothing else, you have reflected Gemma Jeffrey more in the last month I can be fairly confident than you have in the six months that preceded it because you've got the time to, because you've got the the freedom to, because there is just literally nothing else to do. It's so hard to be distracted. You're in, we're all getting to that point where we're like, I'm not sure there's anything left in there. I picked up a book yesterday. I read a book. Jesus. Tell me about it. Can you read? Anyone who meets me or has met me knows that this face ain't for reading. These shoes are, these boots are made for walking, but this face nope. isn't. Made for this made for twerking. Tell me but... about it. <laughs> this bottom's made for twerking, but this this, this intellect isn't made for reading. And mm-hmm. I sat and read a book yesterday because I had exhausted because I had I'd got to that point where there was I was like, dude, you got to do something different, man. Netflix complete. Literally, I finished Netflix. I finished Instagram. I was like, boom, let's move on. But my point is, is that 
I guess maybe we are in agreement. Maybe deep down, actually, we are saying the same thing, which is be kind to self and understand that this is a weird time and this is changing and that it hasn't got to come easy and you haven't got to nail it. But also, if you are sitting there and having reoccurring thoughts that you're not interested enough or you're not in the right place, because deep down, I think we all fucking know whether, whether we're lying to ourselves, you know? And if you feel like you are lying to yourself and what you're doing isn't right for you, and use this time to find out what it is. To find out what it is. Do and your what job. What I just heard is that I should be a rap star. Uh, before we get into gimp mode, when we descend into madness, um, summarize this episode for me. Hit me. Uh, this is working from home. It's changing. We don't know how it's going to end. We don't know how it's going to end in in many kind of facets in terms of pandemics, but also in terms of the working world. Obviously, lots of uh, businesses are just striving to survive at the moment, and so so are employees. But to our point, keep your head down, keep positive, be patient with yourselves, and yeah, rock steady. Fine. Gemma Jeffrey, peace out. Peace. Thank you.